0: This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, this side got it. Let me come on over here. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. There we go. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for coming here today. Hey, before I I, uh, get into my message, I want to do an announcement slash commercial slash endorsement, whatever uh, you want to title this. But as a father, I have always tried to protect what comes into my home. Um, Through internet filters, through what we call the cuss buster, through uh, our clear play, we have always searched for ways to, to clean up what Hollywood is pouring out into uh, media. And uh, I've had a product here. Uh, it's called the TV Guardian. It's for curse free TV. And this is the newest version because it now does HD TV. And basically, what happens is it uh, goes, your cable or antenna comes in here, goes out, and when profanity comes in, it mutes it because it's really. Reading the closed caption so it has blocked out probably 98 99 percent of the profanity that comes across television um, I was telling David about it and uh, David actually went because I said hey by the way they've got the new HD one out these are normally hundred dollars it's one time there's no monthly on this but uh, they were on sale for $79.99 and if you bought two of them they were free shipping and $69.99 So David bought two of them. So he was telling me, he goes, hey, pastor, I really love it. We've got it on the downstairs TV. It's blocking it. And I go, what'd you do with the second one? He goes, well, I guess I'm going to put it upstairs in the upstairs tv and they don't watch that one as much i said would you mind if i offered it to the congregation if somebody would like to get this you don't have to order it. you can go online you can see that they're 99 dollars online he's willing to sell it to you for 69 dollars. his cost there was no shipping this will block a lot of the profanity if you are tired of the filth that's coming in Um, This is the product you want to take a look at. So I told David, I said, if you'll bring it one Sunday, I'll do a promotion because I want to protect your homes. Anything that will keep the, the filth coming in, I will highly promote it. So this is David. David will have this. If not, it's going on their upstairs TV. If so, if you wanna take advantage of an opportunity, get this for your home. And um, it'd be great if we ever had to order 10 of them because so many people wanted them to even give away uh, as Christmas gifts because I I truly believe in companies like that in clear play. So, the commercial's over, uh, endorsement's over, and um, not valid in Puerto Rico or any of no. And there's no, but wait, there's more. It's already got free shipping, and I'm not going to double your offer. So, just uh, that was it. So, we're, <laughs> that's up to David if he wants to take three easy payments. But uh, we're going to be continuing. Last week, I started a, a series called Seven Spiritual Blessings, and we are going through Ephesians 1 um, and taking on some, some really uh, great uh, thoughts, theology. And before I get into today's passage, I, I don't know if you've ever heard, but there are actually companies out there that are constantly searching for um, money that's been unclaimed. I don't know if you've ever heard about this, but they will find money for you. They will contact you. They'll say, uh, hi, Joseph Hochberg. We have found a sum of money for a Joseph Hochberg. And if you can prove that you are the Joseph that we're looking for... They will tell you how to get connected with it and they're going to charge you three or four percent of the finder's fee But uh, just recently somebody was telling me that uh, they came into a, a small uh, little fortune uh, Money that they had forgotten on a house that they'd lived in years and years and years ago And it was thousands of dollars that they did not even know that was out there this great blessing So I'm, I'm gonna give you another side of a story though and uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a, a woman named Hetty Green. Hetty Green died in 1916. When she died in 1916, now think about this, she had $100 million stored in her house. In 1916, now could you imagine what that amount would be in today's vernacular I mean that would have to be possibly t- yeah a, a huge amount of money but the way that Hetty le- led her life um, it's documented that she she ate cold oatmeal because she didn't want to heat the oatmeal her son lost a leg and had to be amputated because she could not find a free clinic that would s- take care of him while it was still um, operatable and waited so long to find a free clinic that he eventually lost his leg. The way that Hetty died was in a heated argument over milk being the cheapest at two percent. hundred million dollars even in today you're eating cold oatmeal you're not taking care of your family and you're figuring out what's the cheapest way to buy milk. Here is a story of someone who had great wealth but chose to live as a pauper. My other story that I started off with was you could have unknown wealth, but you weren't aware of it. And in your mind, what's worse? Having a blessing out there that you're unaware of or having the blessing, but not treating it as a blessing and still living in poverty. It's something that you have to think about because in this passage that we're gonna be taking a look at There are so many treasures that we as born-again believers have, but I believe that the church is living in spiritual poverty. We're living in spiritual poverty when we are so much wealth there for us. We're going to be talking today about being holy and blameless. Those two words... We, we buy into the, the Christian and the church and, and Christ dying on the cross and we love Christmas time, we love Easter. But when we really get down to words such as that we are holy and that we are blameless, maybe some of us don't fully understand or appreciate or recognize or believe that we are holy No, you don't know. You you really don't know me, Pastor. You don't know my. You don't know what I even did this week. That we are blameless. Wait, Pastor. I I could I could make your cuss buster go off the chart, okay? If I just gave you my testimony. (laughs) That was a joke. The the (laughs) point being, we read this, but sometimes we don't believe that it truly applied to us. That's right. Last week we started the series on spiritual blessings. The reason why we don't recognize spiritual blessings like we do physical blessings is because when somebody blesses you financially, Sherry, here is $500, that is a blessing that she can recognize, that she can understand. When somebody pays a utility bill that you have, or somebody just says, I wanted to to bless you financially, or here are clothes that I don't need any longer here they are or would you like to stay in our vacation home all of these things man we document and we write them down because we were visibly able to see them but what about the best blessings from God which are spiritual we overlook those we also learned last week that spiritual blessings are only for born-again believers they're not blessings available to the world The reason why God blesses us spiritually is because we are ruled by our spirit. We also learned last week that if you have a strong spirit, you will make right and godly decisions. Because from your spirit is where you make decisions. You make more decisions each week than you probably give yourself credit for. And when your spirit is strong, those decisions are based on the word of God, on faith, on power, on testimonies that you've seen. And you make those decisions. And you're out in faith believing that God is going to fulfill his word. But when your faith in your spirit is weak, you have struggled, you have fought, you have not felt God's presence, you feel doubt, you feel weak, you feel faint, your decisions are going to be based on that from that spirit. And all of a sudden, you're not making faith-based decisions. You're making flesh-based decisions. You're making it based upon your circumstances and not on God's word. Yeah. You're basing it on what you're seeing and not what God has promised. Mm-hmm. You're, you're doing it so conservative because you don't want to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Well, what if I believe for this and, and it doesn't happen, Pastor Mark? Then you will always live a contained life Never mind. When our spirit is strong, our decisions are strong. We also learned last week that material blessings can be lost. But spiritual blessings can never be taken away from you. He can bless you with a new car, but guess what? It's eventually going to break down. It's eventually going to rust. It can be stolen. It can be torn apart. Anything in this world can be taken from you. But Jesus can never be taken from you. They can persecute you and not take Jesus from you. Amen. Spiritual blessings are ours for all eternity, unless we give them away. That's right. The passage that we started last week, I'm not going to read all, we're, we're going to be covering all 14 verses as we go through the series, but today I'm just doing verses 3 and 4. <laughs> Ephesians 1, if you're taking notes, chapter, chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. It says, "'Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ.'" Who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Do You know what I was talking about? Spiritual poverty in the church. I don't see the church functioning in every heavenly blessing that's available to us. Verse 4. Even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world. That we should be. What, wait, what's these words? Holy, Holy and blindless. Holy! Everybody, just say that. I just holy. Come on, holy and blameless. Some of you need to start getting this into your spirit. You don't need to just hear me saying it. You need to say, "I am holy and blameless before Him in love." Come on. If you're taking notes today, I have two points. It's going to be holy, and it's going to be blameless. All right? <laughs> that is as simple as it gets. See, I, just, I don't understand, Pastor. Point number one, holy. Ephesians 1.4, we just read, even as he has chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. Now let's think about this. Before God created the heavens and the earth, it says here before the foundations of the world, he had a plan of redemption for you and for me. Before God created the heavens and the earth, he knew of you, he knew of the plan of salvation that he would have for you. Before Adam and Eve ever sinned, he had a plan of redemption. He made a way for us. Can you grasp the love that God had for us? You see, he wasn't surprised when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden. Alarms did not go off in heaven with these red flashing lights and all of a sudden there was an executive heavenly board meeting saying wow we didn't see this one coming what do we do what do we do what do we do what do we do do you think that that's what was happening in heaven no but some of us have this perception when we read this like wow God didn't see that one coming God knows all he knows everything He knew the plan of redemption. He knew that way of keeping us from hell. He had a plan. If you're grasping what I am saying is that nothing that will happen to you today will surprise God. I'm going to say that again because I got one amen out of it. Nothing that will happen to you today will surprise God. Sometimes we feel like God's just going through this life with us minute by minute or like one second delay and wow, all of a sudden this happened or we got that phone call or we got an email or we got into an argument. That's why I start off, this is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. He's given me another day to get things further along in the kingdom. He's given me another day to to work out things in my life that will please him more. When we face a trial or difficulty, God is not caught off guard. He's not surprised. He is already there with a solution. Before you ever need him, he has the answer. Somebody needs to hear that today because before you ever need him, God has the answer. Before you ever ask him, God has the solution. Before you ever need it before you ever see it, before you ever see it. When Kristen and I, uh, we actually went on a trip, Uh, she traveled with me on a business trip up to New England, had a wonderful time going through Vermont, didn't we? And Maine and um, all through that area. And when we came back, Kristen said, you know, I'm feeling a little different. I said, well, might have been that McLobster sandwich you had up at McDonald's. We really did. We had a McLobster sandwich. It was good. Oh, it was like... And she goes, you know what I'm feeling. So we went to the doctor. Well, actually, no, I think what happened first is we, we took this little test. And this little test was supposed to either be a plus or a minus. Well the first time in a creation, we got a division sign. So we didn't know what that meant. It was a line and it was two dots. So you could argue that's a plus, or you could argue it was a minus, but it wasn't one of the two. So we go into the doctor, Now I gotta tell you, we were just, uneducated. I mean, we, we, this was all new to us. And the nurse comes out and says, well, it's positive. My question was, positive of what? <laughs> okay. I didn't know. Does this mean positive? We're having a child, or positive? We're not having a child. I, I'm telling you, I'm still kind of green on all of this, you know. And she says, "Well, you're having a baby." Now, we didn't see the baby. Kristen didn't look pregnant. <laughs> <I> did. <laughs> we had to take somebody's word that our promise was coming but we didn't see it right then and there. As we drew closer to the promised date, her body did start showing the promise, but my question to you is, was our promise alive when it was in her stomach or was our promise alive once we got to hold it? It's both. Our promise was alive before we saw it, not after it came. Your promise, your blessing is still alive. It's inside of you, but you're not looking and feeling it. And you feel like the only time I'm going to see my blessing is after it comes. Why is it that we can see in this as a part of pregnancy? But when it comes to the spiritual, we're totally blind. Well, Pastor, when I see that blessing coming, then I'll know. No, the blessing is already alive inside of you. I would say it was alive when God created it. It is alive. And it is alive now. Many times we have difficulty seeing our promises because what we're seeing is the problems. We're seeing the mess. We're seeing the sickness. We're seeing the financial lack. We're seeing our country. We're seeing the news. Everything that we are seeing is a negative downward spin. That's why you have to spend time in the Word of God. You have to get time alone with God to get the promises built up inside of you. Because everybody is going to drain from you. You need to get filled up with God so that you make, remember when your spirit is strong, you make right decisions. Righteous decisions. But when your spirit is weak, you will make fleshly decisions. So spending time with God, you see your situations differently. You don't see the, the, the situations in the lack, you see God's provision working through this situation. You're already saying, praise God, I see a miracle happening. I experienced a miracle this week. I experienced a miracle this week. And not only was it one miracle, angel, it was five miracles, wasn't it? It was five miracles that I experienced this week. When I cried out to God and said, God, I don't know what else I can do. And it didn't look good. I experienced five miracles this week. What our text is showing us is that God wants us to be with Him. God wants us to spend eternity with Him. God doesn't want you separated from Him. He doesn't want you to remain by sin. He doesn't want you bound by sin. He wants you to walk in the freedoms that His Son died on the cross for you for. That's what He wants for you. And this passage that we're about to go into is talking about His desire that we will live a rich, full life. Now you say, oh, Is this going to be a prosperity blessing? There is so much more than prosperity. Oh, what we hold as gold is paved on the streets up in heaven. You want to just throw everything up. What we think is so dear and so precious and so valuable, it's pavement up there. The real blessings are to be able to walk in peace, health, strength, joy. An abundance of peace in your life. So that when you walk in a room, there is a flood of peace. People love to be with you because the presence of God is so strong in your life. That when you speak a word, it comes fulfilled because you've been filled with the word. You're not speaking words of doubt and lack. There is words of doubt and lack all over this world. People will always be able to tell you why you can't do what you want to do. You need to be with people who can tell you what you do need to do. You need to surround yourself with people who are spending time in the word of God. And then start praying for them. Don't just be a sucker. Be a filler-upper. That'd make a great (laughs) t-shirt. In fact, if you notice in our text, it says he's chosen us. He's chosen us, those who accept his son, to live with him. And God has a plan. The word holy means to be set apart. We have been set apart. You may not feel like you've been set apart, but because of your relationship with Jesus Christ, you are set apart. Amen. He has a part in making us holy so that we can fulfill the purpose and plan that he's created us for. Ephesians 4, verses 21 through 24, tells us this. You have certainly heard his message and have been taught his ways. The truth is in Jesus. Wow. The truth is in Jesus. Yes, it is. You were taught to change the way you were living. The person you used to be will ruin you through desires that deceive you. Hello? Right. I'm going to just let that one soak in for a minute. This is called a dramatic pause. (laughs) (laughs) Because some of us need to pause and figure out what that sentence just meant. The person you used to be will ruin you through desires that deceive you. However, you were taught to have a new attitude. You were also taught to become a new person created to be like God, truly righteous and... When we receive Christ, we become like him. We have a new creation taking place. Some of us are living in the old creation place. So imagine a tent behind a mansion, and we choose to live in the tent. Now, who would do that? But are we doing that spiritually? Are we doing that in our attitudes? Are we living in less than what God has called us? Hebrews twelve fourteen says, "Try to live peacefully with everyone." Do you know how hard that is? I'm, I'm serious. We we you know we, we were all on our Sunday morning clothes and we're reading scripture. And we're like, yes, yes, yes. And then on Tuesday morning, does this passage run through your head? I don't think so. <laughs> When somebody is parking where you should be parking or sitting where you want to be sitting, or there's a long line at Starbucks or whatever the case may be, is you know, pastors probably thinking Hebrews 12, 14 right now. Try to live peacefully with everyone and try to live holy lives because if you don't, oh, you will not see the Lord. First Peter 1, 5 through 16 says. But because the God who called you is holy, you must be holy in every aspect of your life. Scripture says, be holy because I am holy. We're not holy because of what we are and what we do. We're holy because of what Christ did for us on the cross. And we need to walk in that holiness. Yeah. That does not mean you will be a perfect person. That does not mean you will not sin ever again. But you have to understand who you are in Christ. Amen. And if God says you're holy, then you're holy. Amen. Right. Not by works of righteousness, done, Point number two. Remember, this is a two-point message. Blameless. Jesus has made it possible for you and I to be spotless. God gave us free will. Free will gives you the ability to choose. You can make right decisions and you can make wrong decisions. And we've all made wrong decisions if we made some right decisions. Remember? Remember? Our spirit is what helps us make those decisions. Come on. When your spirit is strong in the Lord, you're going to make better decisions than if it's weak in the flesh. But also God has given us a way to be forgiven when we make those wrong decisions. Amen. It's not about our works. It's about what has already been done for us. You can't outgive your sins and buy huge offerings to the church. You can't buy your way into heaven. That's right. It only comes through Jesus Christ, it only comes through the blood that was shed. He's made it possible for you and I to become spotless, clean. We are innocent. Now, what this means, now listen, if if you're going to wake up at any time today, this is the point you want to wake up in my message, okay? Because we're about to go into third gear. What this means is the devil has no longer the ability to approach the throne room and accuse you because Satan is the accuser of the brethren and said, You know what? Joe Hawkbird's done this. Bill Brown's done this. Let let me tell you what Danny just did. And God says, I have no record of that. I have no record of that. This does not mean that we are perfect and that we will no longer experience problems, but it does mean that we are under the blood. Hallelujah. And that is powerful. We are under the blood of Jesus. The devil can no longer touch me because I'm under the blood of Jesus. The devil cannot come under the blood of Jesus and come get me. The devil has no power under the blood of Jesus. See, you have the blood of Jesus over you, but you're acting like it's not there. He cannot point. He cannot accuse me. And in God's eyes, I am perfect. I am spotless. I am without wrinkle. Philippians two thirteen says, It is God who produces in you the desires and actions that please him. Yeah. Do everything without complaining or arguing. Yep. Then you will be blameless and innocent. You will be God's children without any faults. Among people who are crooked and corrupt, you will shine like stars among them in the world. The only way the devil can lay claim to us is to get us to step out from the blood of Jesus. Right. Satan cannot make you sin. That's right. That's you choose right. to sin. That's right. That's right. You choose to get angry. You choose to unforgive. That's right. You choose to blame. That's right. You choose to revenge. Yep. You choose to lie. lie. You choose to cheat. Yep. But under the blood of Jesus, he can't get you. You see, what you have to realize is that temptation is what Satan is going to put right there that gets you out from the blood of Jesus. And once you step into temptation, you are no longer under the blood. Okay? And Satan will attack you. But if you will stay under the blood, under the grace, under the mercy of what Christ did on the cross and spend time in the word, you will live a more victorious life than you've ever experienced in your life. You will experience more peace. There is nothing that Satan can do that can remove this covering from your life. He can choose you to go, he can tempt you to go out and remove it, but he cannot remove the covering over your life. Temptation is a trap trying to get us away. You see, Satan can't even come up to the edge of this. Satan has to stand way over there and tempt us from afar. He can't, because of God's holiness around us, he can't even come up here. He's got to stand off afar and try to draw us out. He can create pressure all around us, but he can't get us out from under the blood of Jesus. Do you see how protected we are? Do you see the blessing of the blood of Christ over our lives? That we are holy and that we are blameless? If anything is going to be done, we have to remove the covering. Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon that is made to be used against you will succeed. No weapon that is used to be used against you will succeed. Your version might say, No weapon formed against you will prosper. What he's saying is, there can't, He can't touch you under the blood of Jesus. No weapon, no weapon, no weapon can be formed against you. Amen. You will have an answer for everyone accuses you. Who is the accuser of the brethren? Satan. So when people are accusing you, they're puppets of Satan. You wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and powers of darkness. So that person's accusing you as a puppet of Satan. But it says that he's going to give you the way to overcome their accusations. Yeah. Because of the blood of Jesus. Because of the covering that we're under. Yep. This is the inheritance. That's right. Now... I don't know about you, but inheritance to me is a good word, okay? I mean, if an attorney calls me and says, Mark, there's an inheritance that you didn't know about, any of it's good. Even if it's $10, I'm like, whoo hey, I'm going to McDonald's, and I'm going to live like a king for about a minute and a half, all right? If it's $10,000, then I'm taking the whole church to McDonald's with us. We're going to live like kings. If it's $10 million, I'll fly y'all to McLobsterville up in Maine, and I'll buy every one of you McLobster sandwiches. But any inheritance is good. So it says that this is the inheritance of the Lord's servants. Their victory comes from me, declares the Lord. Man, if there's anyone that wants to declare victory, oh I want it the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe. That at the name of Jesus all sickness must bow, all disease, all infirmities must fall. That's who I want to declare my victory. I don't care if Channel 5 says, hey, this guy's victorious. Yeah, right. I want God to say this person is a victorious because of who I am and who he is. Come on. This is our inheritance. This is our birthright. This is our blessing. Jesus made it possible for us to become holy and blameless. And as a result, there is nothing that can be done to or against us from Satan. There is nothing that can be done to or against us from Satan unless we step out from the covering. Don't get comfortable out here. This is, this is not our home. This, this is where we belong. While we're on this earth, this is where we belong. Under the blood, under grace, under mercy, under the covering of the Most High God. If you're gonna write down anything, if you're gonna put anything on Facebook, here it comes. You ready? The power the devil has against us is the power we give him. The power that Satan has against us is the power we give him. We open up the door to temptation. We choose to lie. We choose to be angry, we choose to be resentful, we choose to unforgive, cheat, steal, kill. But he can't make us under the covering. And I'll tell you, there's an old saying, it says, all that glitters is not gold, and all that is clear is not pure. There will be things out there that glitter that you think, oh, that looks pretty. And you know what, it's a deceptive spirit. Oh, but Pastor Mark, this, this is so pure over there. It's just, look at it. it it's so refreshing. It's bitter. Right. That's what deception does to your life. It draws you out from the covering of God's grace and mercy over your lives. Romans 8.35 says, what will separate us from the love that Christ has for us? Can trouble, distress, persecution, hunger, nakedness, danger, or violent death separate us from his love? No. What all this is saying is that God has chosen us to be perfect and he made it possible. He has declared you holy. You need to start having your confession match up with his confession, oh because when he's speaking it over you and you're saying, "I'm not holy, I'm not blameless," oh then you don't understand what Christ did on the cross for you—that right. your sins have been forgiven, removed, erased—and no longer can the accuser, the brethren. Now you know what your neighbor can be still an accuser, your boss can still be an accuser. You know who the, some of the best accusers come? Our own family members. Okay. I mean, let's be real here. Some of the best accusations are not going to come from your corporate uh, human resources department. They're going to come from your cousin or your, your aunt or your uncle or a parent. That's right. God has chosen us to be perfect. It doesn't mean that we'll be perfect in this world and that we'll never make mistakes. But he has a plan of forgiveness. Praise God. And it's not based on works it's based upon what Christ did on the cross as long as we remain in Christ and our hearts are right with him we stay under the blessing Jesus was the only one who was perfect he never sinned he never made a mistake he lived a perfect life and because of that he made it possible for you and I to make heaven our home It takes our faith in Christ, his son, and counts it as righteousness. And we become acceptable to God because of Christ. There's a word that you will read about in the Bible saying justification. Justification in Christ. I want to break something down for you. Something that's happened just fairly recently about justification. A few years ago, there was a horrible attack on Fort Hood. And an army major made some bad decisions and went into where he knew that soldiers would not be armed and started shooting and killing innocent people. Visible by many people. The trial just took place a couple weeks ago. He even admitted, "I'm, I'm the shooter. There was no evidence of proof because of so many witnesses, because of his confession. But the army still went through the entire process. Now, there was a a verdict made. Well, let's just say that the verdict was the death penalty. And at that point, I raised my hand and I said, Your Honor, I will take that death penalty. And with a pound of a gavel, the death penalty was placed on me. And not only because he was acquitted now, he's a free person, it will never be on his history record. And he's forgiven. That's justification. Because that's what Christ did for us. You see, some of you were saying, Pastor, that, that's not fair. That's not fair because he did it and you're taking his blame. But that's what Christ did for us. You see, we've all sinned. But Christ took the, that who knew no sin became sin for us and took the reason for our death penalty, so that we could live forever. You see, when you look at one side of grace and mercy, you can say, oh, that wasn't right. But if you're on the receiving end of grace and mercy, you say, thank God. I wanted you to think of something that was so horrible that if somebody would have stood up and taken his place, you'd have said, that's not right, but that's what happened for you. See, you have been forgiven. You need to forgive others. You have received grace. You need to give grace. You have been given mercy. You need to give mercy. I wanted you to look on the other side of grace and mercy for a moment with that story about Major Adal Hassan. And to think about what a tremendous blessing God has made available to us to be holy and blameless. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, maybe today you've thought, I've always thought of myself as a Christian, but I've never thought of myself as holy and blameless because I know my weaknesses. Then you need to know God more. And whenever the accuser comes and says, remember your past, you need to stand on the word Whenever an accusation comes up against you, you need to go what Christ did on the cross. You see, Christ did live a sinless life, a perfect life. Based upon the law, without the shedding of blood, there was no atonement for sin. Christ shed his blood on a cross for you and for me so that we could become joint heirs with Jesus, that we can have life after this life. This life, as I've told you many times, when you look at the span of eternity, is nothing but a vapor. Your 70, 80, 90, 100 years are nothing compared to eternity. And the decisions you make right now, the decisions if you're going to receive Christ, the decision if you want to truly get into understanding what being blameless and holy, to change the way that you have been living because now you have an understanding of what the blood of Jesus is like over your life and how you can remove yourself from covering I pray that when temptation comes this week this red sheet is going to pop into your mind and say you know what I'm stepping out from the covering I'm stepping out yeah I would love to tell that person what I think of them but I'm stepping out from underneath the blood of Jesus instead of giving love we're giving judgment instead of giving grace and mercy we choose to to make a a firm correction. Let God handle their lives. Let the Holy Spirit move in their lives. Pray for them as opposed to accusing them. Seek peace in all ways. I'd like to lead you in the prayer that I lead you in each week. But there's a part which says please forgive me, change my life. Many of you said it over and over and over again, but would you truly emphasize that? Do you really want to change your life? Do you want to see a change in your life? Then make that the focal point of this prayer today. God, change my life. In fact, I dare you to say, God, whatever it takes, change my life. Oh, pastor, that, that sounds like there's some boundaries there. Yeah, and you'll be surprised at what boundaries will come up, but you will see change because of your prayer. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and rose from the grave to give me life. Please forgive me. Change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I now confess Jesus Christ as my Savior. And I am saved. saved. Amen. Amen. If you pray that prayer, you are now under the blood of Jesus. All of your past has been forgiven. All of your sins have been removed from you. God does not see you as a sinner. He sees you as a son or daughter. And said, look at all that I have for you. Welcome to the family. His wealth would make Bill Gates look like a pauper. Oh, but I'd love to be part of Bill Gates' inheritance. It's nothing compared to the inheritance of the saints. Amen. Praise God on that. Amen. Usually I uh, speak a blessing over you, but there's been a request while we're on this series at the very end of Ephesians 1. And I pray that you'd read through this passage, even this week. So we're going to be focusing on verses 3 through 14 on this passage. I want you to get prepared to say, you know what, I, 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 this part right here, this intrigues me. How is pastor going to handle this? Well, what is, what's, what's the approach? How, what scriptures is he going to bring into this? So read ahead, but if you get down to verses 17 through 19, there's a prayer. And would you bow your heads and let me pray this over you. Ephesians 1 17 says, I pray that the glorious father, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know Christ better. Verse 18, then you will have a deeper insight. You will know the confidence that he calls you to have and the glorious wealth that God's people will inherit. Verse 19, you will also know the unlimited greatness of his power as it works with might and strength for us, the believers. Amen. Read through verses 17 through 19. What was just prayed over you? Insight, depth, wisdom, favor, all of this going before you as born-again believers under the blood of Jesus Christ. Great things are ahead. Great things are ahead. As we get into the word of God. Spend time in the word. Spend time in worship. Get rid of the things that are the temptations that are around your covering. Destroy them. Destroy them. Declare that that will no longer have a place in my home. Declare that sickness, generational curses, no longer have a place in your lineage because of the blood of Christ. Start declaring what you want to see from God. Start using God's word. Get scriptures on it. Start attacking as opposed to just receiving or defending. And you'll see tremendous breakthrough spiritually, physically, even financially. Amen? Thank you for being with us here today. We speak a blessing over you as you go. Thank you so much for being. God bless you. Love to see every one of you Tuesday night walking with me, defeating Satan in our neighborhoods. Also see David if you're interested in that one of a kind deal today to protect your family. God bless you. Thank you so much for being here.